Welcome back. Hope you had a chance to hear today's random short notice update. Going to continue a little bit of that now for tonight's episode. It is still November 12th, 2020. We've been behind enemy lines. Well, we've known we're behind enemy lines for over a week now. It's becoming more clear every day. And our enemy doesn't even hide it. They're, they're glad to rub it in our faces, reach across the aisle, across social media, across the dinner table and tell you it's time to be friends and that they want unity. As I stated before, don't waste your time. Don't waste your forgiveness on people that have no interest in unity and have no interest in what you believe in allowing you to have an opinion or even truly listening to what you care about. Please do not waste your time. We've learned the lesson the hard way. No matter what happens in the coming weeks with the election, whether justice is delivered or not, we know the enemy. We are behind enemy lines. They live amongst us. They're our Facebook friends. They are our Instagram friends. They are maybe your bunko friends if you torture yourself in such instances. It doesn't matter. We know them. And they are snakes. They will draw you in and make you think that they have reached out with an olive branch, and they certainly have not. That olive branch is poison. Don't fall for it. They do not want you to have any access to free speech. They will censor you. And if you don't go along with what they believe, they will try to destroy you. So earlier today, I talked quickly and and in short notice talked about the Dominion voting systems, and in, these have been in the news. We've been unsure what is rumor, what is true. We know that there was a glitch in Michigan in Antrim County, flipping six thousand votes from Biden. I'm sorry, from Trump to Biden. It was corrected, and so you're talking about a twelve thousand vote swing. And of course, they were quick to dismiss it as a glitch. They fixed it. Nothing to see here. Well. We know better, and of course, Trump's legal team knows better, and the small segment of conservative media knows better, and they looked into it, and they found that in Michigan, 47 counties carry the Dominion voting systems, and across the country, and in just about every battleground state, these systems are in full use. What we know is Texas rejected this system for various reasons. If you go over why they rejected the Dominion voting systems, it's essentially that they suck. There's nothing good about them. They're difficult to set up, difficult to install, difficult to maintain. However, very easy to gain administrator access. Takes you less than two minutes. You can jump right in and probably with a few keystrokes, I don't know, take 10,000 votes here, swing them over there. And it's amazing. These glitches, all of these errors that are being discovered, they only go in one direction. So again, tons of smoke. We know there's fire. The fire starting to show. And today, Donald Trump tweeted that a, pro, you know, a few hundred thousand votes in multiple states, totaling in 2.7 million, I think I said 2.1 million, 2.7 million votes uh, in one way, shape, or form, whether they were deleted or swung away from Donald Trump, 2.7 million across the country due to these Dominion voting systems. He put it in an all-caps tweet, and of course, the mainstream media, I mean, any source, when you Google this, they are fact checking. Okay, I want these are terms, whether you write them down, take a mental note, terms like justice or fact checking, 
these things are red flags for you. These are uh, terms to demoralize you. If someone's talking about justice around you, especially if they're a leftist, they're really talking about you shutting your mouth. And justice means you being punished for having an opinion that they don't like. And so the... um, the fact-checking that we are now accustomed to on social media, essentially anything uh, Trump claims or his legal team claims is fact-checked uh, on Twitter, of course, by a extreme leftist, uh, Democrat, hardcore um, campaign worker from, from days past. This guy is an absolute joke. And, of course, he's fact-checking Trump's tweet. Everybody, the AP, BuzzFeed, you know, all of these reliable sources that sold you on the lock and stock case of Russian collusion four years ago, they're telling you that there's no basis in Trump's tweet, albeit very specific, uh, regarding fraud or glitches or voting impropriety with the Dominion systems. Now, that tweet was the last we've heard about it for a while, but people like Sean Hannity and others have picked up the story. They're talking about it. As of a couple hours ago, I did not see anything updated, but that tweet is still up, and I can't believe Trump's surrogates, his close team members, his legal team wouldn't have him bring that down immediately because it's been retweeted probably by now 300,000 times. It's out there, and it's going to look really silly if those are unsubstantiated numbers. If he tweeted voting fraud, Dominion systems, massive numbers, and, and talked about billions or millions... I would have been skeptical and I wouldn't have been as direct in my update earlier today. I've talked to some of my colleagues. We're all in agreement. There's just no way Trump goes with this tweet in the middle of the day in the environment we're in unless there's some truth to it. There better It better be all true, right? We, we, we know not to be doubtful, but we know the tweet sometimes can go sideways. I, I have no problem with him tweeting. I think it's the only way he could ever get a direct message to the American people in, in how he's covered by the mainstream press. This is a big one, and it's it's quick to be taken down. It's being fact-checked and labeled false aggressively in a manner that makes me think it might be true, or at least I know what it's doing. It's scaring the hell out of Trump's enemies, which are many in number, and they're everywhere, and like I said, Uh, We can't trust anyone. So all of these media outlets are trying to crush this, trying to put it down, trying to label it as false so that if it does find somebody, uh, people unlike us who are searching for information and trying to be consistent, if it does dare come across someone's uh, iPhone update in the midst of their Snapchat activities, that they'll see that it's false and be quick to dismiss it and not move in any other direction uh, than approving or just believing that Joe Biden's already president. I imagine if you polled 1,000 average uh, Americans, low-information individuals uh, of all walks of life, a significant number of them probably believe uh, Joe Biden's president, okay? Or they believe they might believe Kamala Harris is president. You would, you would be shocked. Maybe you wouldn't be. I'm still shocked at what people actually believe. And I think there are people believing this because Joe Biden is acting like president. They're pushing him to do that. They're pushing the narrative that he won the election and that it's done and that the media can call the winner. They can't. They can project, but the winner is certified on December 14th by the electors. And that's where the legal cases come because Trump's taking multiple avenues to Uh, fight the fraud, fight the impropriety, and answer questions because there's hundreds of them with sworn affidavits uh, in multiple states, people that have gone on the record under penalty of perjury to share in detail 
the fraud and the impropriety and just the general shenanigans around their election experience as poll workers in all of these states. Um, there's a success today in Pennsylvania. A judge in Pennsylvania agreed with the law and overruled and clearly stated that that leftist secretary of state of Pennsylvania was way out of line and against the state and um, national constitution and did not have the authority to change election rules days before the election. And what she did is she extended uh, the vote receive date and you know put it from Tuesday, November 3rd to Friday, essentially saying any vote that arrives by Friday after the election is legal and can be counted. She has no authority to do that, okay? The state legislators of Pennsylvania would have to vote to change that. They're a Republican majority. They're not going. They weren't going to do that. So she, with her pen, in an unelected position, and in the most elitist, condescending way, thinking she is the queen ruler of Pennsylvania. Uh, of course, with the governor, uh, him, you know, the governor's support, big leftist himself. She decided to just, you know, let's extend vote receive days and open a window for what we saw happen on election night, a convenient pause to counting, and then the flood of votes came in and we're not buying it. And the Trump legal team doesn't buy it. Rudy Giuliani's leading the Philadelphia and Pennsylvania legal team. So I can assure you we can all be confident that um, things are going in our direction there. And today they did uh, those votes as of right now, after 8 p.m., received after 8 p.m. on November 3rd, cannot be counted. They are not legal. This will be fought in the Supreme Court. And I imagine the Supreme Court, having already uh, seen an indication from Justice Alito, Pennsylvania falls in his, if I can say, jurisdiction. He's already said those votes need to be separated. He's now had a state-level judge say those votes aren't legal and should not be counted. I anticipate that the uh, Supreme Court will uphold that decision. So right now we know those votes that were received by mail after 8 p.m. on November 3rd, we got a pretty good indication that those aren't going to be counted. This does not have anything to do with the Dominion system uh, accusation uh, by, by President Trump. We know there's this isn't surprising that there were issues, but just imagine if the numbers he tweeted, we're talking you know, 400,000 plus vote swing in Pennsylvania. We were talking thousands and thousands of votes deleted in the 600,000 range, just deleted, eliminated. It's a computer, right? If you can, you can do anything you want in a computer uh, from a manual override standpoint. So, you know, these things make, if they make a mistake, if there is really a glitch, an administrator can log in and fix it. Well, that means an administrator can log in and make changes. And I'm certain, based on what Trump said, uh, there are logs, system logs, probably done by the minute, that detail what happened in those wee hours of the morning on November 4th. And something tells me that that is when the changes occurred. And we started seeing numbers shift dramatically. All of a sudden, Trump's 700,000 vote lead is evaporated, eviscerated over a 48-hour period, and boom, Joe Biden wins the one state he had to win. You know, Trump won Florida. That's the one he had to win. Everybody agreed that it would be a long night for Joe Biden if he didn't win Pennsylvania. And he was having a long night on the evening of November 3rd. We saw what was happening. We saw Georgia predicted by the most accurate live election night predictor model, prediction model of 2016. And shockingly, it's from the New York Times. And that, if you remember that, uh, that prediction meter they had, at one point, 
based on the live legal votes that were coming in in Georgia, Trump was over, he was almost at 90% chance of winning. Then it changed. And then all of a sudden, when the numbers started dropping, that predictor started shifting down, down, down. It was 80, it was 65. All of a sudden, it was way over to Joe Biden. And we're not talking at 3 or 4 o'clock p.m. when in 2016, things shifted from Hillary to Trump. We're talking at 11 p.m. at midnight when most of the counting had been done. All of a sudden, things started shifting subtly, and then by the next morning, it was aggressive. We know what happened. Now we got to prove it. And, and so moving through the news, you've probably seen some of these um, videos now from postal workers uh, whistle with whistleblower protection. I encourage you to follow Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, in any form of social media that you choose. I'm sure he's even on Parler now, P-A-R-L-E-R, which is the new and rapidly growing social media platform uh, sponsored and supported by Dan Bongino from Fox News, a good guy. Not He's a Fox News contributor. He's not on their direct payroll, and I have a feeling he's not going to be with them much longer based on their poor performance and absolute jump in the coffin with Joe Biden um, to resurrect him and make him president as fast as possible. But Project Veritas is has been in this game a while. They are of the um, election fraud fame going back a number of years, exposing the candid camera and audio, uh, exposing uh, corrupt individuals uh, from all over the country, uh, mostly and pretty much primarily from the left because of this low-hanging fruit. And now he's got video, audio, and all kinds of evidence he's stacking up um, with whistleblowers going on the record, signing sworn affidavits that they were ordered to backdate um, mail to show November 3rd receipt that they have now um, supervisors telling them to throw away mail that has anything to do with Trump in their in their precincts. I mean, it's 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 the dam has broken open with the post office. One brave individual came forward, named his supervisor, uh, you know, regarding the backdating of ballots in Michigan. Quickly, it started happening in Pennsylvania. We're finding that this is common and that big shocker, universal mail-in voting has a number of problems, and one of them is the post office, right? You're losing chain of custody with these votes, and you're also, like in Nevada, mailing out ballots to people that don't want them. So not only do we have problems with the post office and the absolute uh, corruption on a local level, but if you start adding this up, it could really impact a few thousand votes in various different counties. Now we've got uh, the dead people issue. And when I first heard about this, I figured it would be in the low 100s in each of these states that it would be you know something that just happened and a few people uh, did on their own, breaking the law, but nothing that would impact the election. I was wrong. This is, this is significant. Uh, first of all, if any of my deceased family members um, or you know later in life, if you know we're to speak of my dad or my uncles, knowing that they are uh, diehard Republicans, they are Reagan Republicans and certainly Trump supporters, if I found out that some son of a bitch registered them after they died and voted for them and worse off voted for the absolute sarcophagus Joe Biden on their behalf and took <laughs> took their right that they they held dearly while they were on this earth and dared to vote in their place, it, all hell would play, break loose. And, and so put yourself in the shoes of these family members that are finding out that their deceased relatives, their moms, their aunts, fathers, uncles, sisters, brothers, husbands, and wives have voted for Joe Biden or voted at all, 
doesn't even matter who they voted for, that they uh, they were essentially, their identity was stolen and their voice was stolen from the grave and applied by some jerk, by some POS to vote for someone. And funny, the, all these votes are going one way. We know these are Biden votes. This is the harvesting of votes and harvesting comes in many forms. And certainly uh, lobbying the dead and focusing on the dead constituency is something the Democrats have done for years and now they're really getting caught. How many, we don't know. We just know the list gets longer and longer. And again, this wasn't the only way. This was a multi-tactic strategy, right? And so dead voter rolls are just one small uh, piece of the puzzle. You start putting it together with the um, uh, false filling out of blank ballots. That's the problem with mail-in ballots right now. The example I mentioned before in Pennsylvania is just one of the many we're going to hear about. Uh, We've got people filling out ballots in the parking lot because there are plenty of ballots to go around. Uh, You've got harvesting, people going door to door and offering to take and help you, air quotes, with your ballot. That's not legal. And they're using, you know, these campaigns, these Democrat campaigns are using third party organizations to go out and gather up votes from homes and bring them to these polling stations. You can't tell me that can be trusted either. And it's not trusted. It's not legal. So, you know, we start putting all this together, combine that with the Dominion voting systems. You start looking at stories that took place in some of these states in a Pennsylvania and the Pennsylvania nursing homes uh, harvesting there. Right. So all these ballots are going to nursing home residents. Um, I, I don't know what their uh, level of cognizance is and what their ability is to fill out the votes on their own. They're certainly uh, in within their right to vote and ask for help. But we're talking upwards of 25,000 uh, accused. This is an accusation from Lindsey Graham of these nursing homes being targeted and being harvested for their votes. You can't do that. You can't go into these nursing homes and lean on these people and basically fill out ballots for them. That is not in the spirit and intent of helping somebody fill out the ballot for the person whom they're voting for. Big difference. And so this harvesting thing, it's been around for a while, but it's clearly was a big part of this operation to steal the election in the battleground states. Um, and, and, and we're just, you know, we're just scratching the surface. The Trump legal team, I think, has been smart. They're letting the press talk about how there's no evidence and all these claims are baseless, right? Well, guess what? They're not baseless, but we certainly don't need to show ourselves on day one, two or three. Let's stack it up. Let's build let's build that big giant uh, Jenga. Right. We're building that big giant wall of evidence before we let them see. And then there'll be the reveal. If these things are true, if Trump's, I mean, let's be real. If the Dominion voting systems were um, (laughs) falsified to the degree that Trump has shared in his tweet, then that's it. I mean, we're talking multiple states. We know it flips Pennsylvania. It's probably going to flip Michigan. 47 counties in Michigan use it. Uh, We know there was one glitch. There's going to be more. So there's two states right there. Uh, Georgia's going to go through a manual recount. Uh, there's all kinds of fraud that's going to be exposed there. All kinds of just illegal votes, right? What we're going to find in all of these states is the counting and curing process, right? Curing meaning you look at these ballots, you can tell the intent, the signature's correct. It's a good ballot, isn't perfect. Okay, we count it. You're going to find the extreme bias in Democrat counties for curing as opposed to Republican. And that's not to mention that there were over 98,000 Biden votes only on ballots in Georgia, as opposed to roughly 900 Trump-only votes. You're talking almost 100,000 of these 
Biden-only votes. The ballot was empty otherwise, left blank. Joseph Biden-only, over 98,000 in Georgia, but only 900 for Trump. It's it's an absolute outrageous anomaly. It doesn't it's it's not reasonable, and so when you start going through and auditing and manual recounting and looking at those ballots, they're going to be separated and questioned. And I have a feeling that a great percentage of them will not hold up to verification scrutiny. These mail-in ballots have to have certain requirements uh, addressed. They have there's requirements that need to be completed in order for that ballot to be counted. Signature verification, right? Certain dates, things have to be filled out. The envelopes have to be secured in a certain way. There has to be a witness signing on top of it so that somebody says, yes, I witnessed that that this person, Arthur Curry, voted on this date and this mail-in ballot is legal. If any of these things are not are not covered, are not completed, then it's not a legal vote, okay? If you have dead people voting and yet someone comes back and says oh we rounded up that was one of the ones today well some of those birthdays we just rounded them because we couldn't read them oh so the person might be alive guess what the vote's not legal and you should have sent them a message that their vote needed to be cured or corrected uh, on by them by the voter that can happen that is part of the process you mail in your ballot you can check on the status if it wasn't legal, if you made a mistake and it couldn't be counted, they let you know. So it's built into the process. Sorry, if you don't take care of the mistake and cure the ballot yourself and fix it, then your vote won't count. If it hurts your feelings, well, there's you know we have rules. And those of us who voted in person, we followed those rules. I had to bring an ID. I had to show who I was. And I voted in person. So I followed the rules. My vote counted. Had I not, had I walked in there and filled out a paper ballot in crayon and showed them a Sam's Club card as my ID and fill, they might have let me fill out a vote because, you know, my voice. Well, guess what? My voice was expressed illegally. They won't count it. It doesn't count. We have rules for a reason. There are laws to protect the legal voter. So every one of these illegal votes cancels out a legal vote. And under the Equal Protection Clause, which is a basis of a number of these lawsuits, these illegal votes... Uh, deny legal voters their right to equal protection. This goes back to Florida. And so if you don't protect votes, if you want to cancel votes, for instance, oversee absentee votes from military for reasons that are not authorized, you're, you're denying those voters their right. You can't do that. That's something that Al Gore tried, his team tried, because they knew those numbers would be enough to give Bush a little bit more of a lead in the recount if those votes counted. It's the same thing they tried with only doing recounts in certain counties in Florida. That's the big part. You can't do that. You cannot, if you're going to have a recount, it's statewide. You can't just pick the leftist blue counties to recount, hoping that you can gain some votes. That's not fair to the rest of us. That's not fair to the voters in Florida. And certainly these illegal votes being counted and these fraudulent votes, if there are enough of them and it is proved, then you have a serious problem uh, on behalf of the legal voters. And we are not protected at that point. And can that election in Pennsylvania, for example, even be legal? I'm not sure. And so uh, keep your eye on the news in each of these states. Arizona's the count isn't quite done yet. Believe me, Fox News is praying every way they can to every God that they are able to that Arizona holds up because they were so quickly 
to call Arizona, which will turn out to be the closest state. And the fact that Fox called Arizona for Joe Biden minutes after the polls closed in Arizona is in, at a minimum just an egregious error, if not an attempt to influence the election and to demoralize uh, Republicans. I think it's both. I think in, in what you're seeing now by Fox, they realized they don't have the ratings. They're, they're tanking. And so they've jumped in with the mainstream media. They're even getting praise from the likes of Brian Seltzer, if you've ever seen him. I mean, if, if you need to uh, personify Humpty Dumpty in the pastiest, most beta manner, you got Brian Seltzer, and he's even defending Fox News' decision because they love the fact that Fox News is anti-Trump, and they have been for a long time because when Trump says fake news, he doesn't say fake news except Fox. He remembers Chris Wallace on the debate night We've seen the data. Chris Wallace clearly debated Trump and helped Joe Biden. And, and that was a big problem. And let's be real, Trump didn't handle it well. Had Trump performed the way he did in the third debate, in the first debate, I think he wins more legal votes. Now, does he win? At this point, no. I don't think so. Because they cheated their asses off. So even the greatest debate performance in the history of microphones couldn't have helped Trump overcome this giant gap that the Democrats created. And I think their greed is going to be potentially their downfall. I have a friend who gave me a great analogy. He talked about when he was about 10 years old going into a, a Rite Aid pharmacy. Uh, just It's like a Walgreens, a CVS, right? It's a pharmacy that also, you know, um, uh, moonlights as an overpriced convenience store, right? Groceries, candy, you know, cards, everything like that. Goes into a Rite Aid and starts pocketing candy with his other 10-year-old buddy. Of course, being 10 years old, they didn't stop at a small amount, which they probably would have gotten away with. They were stuffing their pockets, laughing the whole time, probably nervous, freaking out that they thought they would get away with it, and they didn't. They got caught because they did too much. They overdid it. They let greed get carried away. And in this instance, I think they let Trump derange syndrome get them carried away. And so rather than grab a few votes, they had an insurmountable lead to eclipse, and so they went after it all. And they grabbed handfuls and handfuls of candy in this one, trying to stuff it in their pockets, and it's fallen out, right? They've got holes in their pockets. For the first time, these holes are gaping. You've got people flipping, jumping to be a whistleblower, jumping to testify. Now that the feds are involved, you can bet you can bet your bottom dollar, you can bet anything you want that they are grabbing uh, testimony in droves, people wanting to make a deal. Because guess what? I think I mentioned this before. Google searches the night after the election in battleground states for what is the you know what is the crime? What are the charges for election fraud? People were googling it in massive numbers, trying to understand what kind of trouble they can get in for cheating in an election or being a party to cheating or impropriety in a uh, federal election. And their answers that they found were pretty severe, and I'm sure they're pretty nervous. Think about those people after their frightening Google search. I mean, I don't care if it's voting information, whether you're going for medical information, Google never gives you good news, right? You go in there and type, you know, red spot on hand, and it could be an allergy, but you're going to probably be afraid that you were bit by a deadly spider or have some uh, lingering disease, you know, from a from a, a bad trip to Mexico. You're going to get the worst answer, right? Or you're going to hone in on it. Imagine what they found for federal federal charges and federal minimum sentences for election fraud. And now it just so happens a few days later, some of these people might be named in some of these sworn affidavits and they might be visited by federal agents who, if you lie to them, that itself is a federal crime. So these experiences are occurring for all of these wonderful individuals who wanted to steal your vote. 
good. Let them let them have it. I think the 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 weight of the law should be dropped on their heads like a piano from ten stories and. And that's the justice we need to see regardless of the outcome. Obviously, we're hopeful. I think every day we take small steps in the right direction and the tides are turning, but it's slow. The legal process is slow. Sure, this Dominion system uh, fraud would be an absolute shortcut to a victory for Trump, I believe. I mean, the numbers he tweeted, they're serious and they're impactful. Um, Keep an eye on that. I'll have an update as soon as there's more information there. Uh, It's a big one one way or another. And obviously we hope that someone didn't hijack his Twitter, which is doubtful, and that Trump just didn't lose his mind and and throw out specific, very specific numbers in an all-caps tweet like that without being certain that they were were factual numbers. So more to follow there. And in closing, you know, um, it's an important message. We're going to talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. It's okay to be proud of who you are and what you believe. You're going to find that the U.S. flag right now is is okay, right? Because guess what? The enemy got their way. They think they got their way. They're drinking champagne, sharing bottles out in the street. Um, after telling you, how dare you go visit your parents or want to go see somebody, a friend who's ill, or dare leave your home because you might kill somebody. Now they're out in the streets celebrating a fraudulent election and sharing champagne bottles. And of course, they're great with the U.S. flag now. They're great with you wanting to be happy and hang out with them. Um, I'm sorry, but we should have been allowed to be proud of the United States, fly the American flag, and believe what we want to believe as conservatives, as Trump supporters. We should have been allowed to believe that and felt comfortable believing that before this damn election. Don't be uncomfortable believing it now. Be smart about how you express it, but inside be okay with being proud. Do not let them steal the fact from you that you are right and they're wrong. You are aligned with the Constitution. We are upholders of free speech in the First Amendment, whether it's convenient for us or not, and that's key. The other side, they love free speech when it's speech they agree with. They love freedom of expression if the expression doesn't offend them and it covers the proper pronouns. Anybody who wants to tell you the pronouns you should use and correct you and align you with their extreme cancel culture, political, uh, politically correct message is the enemy. Do not let them change our great American culture. They've already taken huge strides. They're trying to do it in schools. Do not hide the fact that you are right, they're wrong. And when you can, smartly correct people and ask questions. Maybe you don't have to disagree, but question their lunacy, okay? They've been brainwashed. For four years, they've talked about us being a part of a cult. Look at how they follow the news and how they let themselves be, they're spoon-fed anything that they want to believe or anything that's bad for Trump. They literally worship the television and COVID made it worse. I mean, Anthony Fauci could tell them to put plastic bags over their head and they would do it. They are ap- they're in a cult. And now you've got Joe Biden appointing a COVID czar who today was out telling the press, with, you know, you got people like Wolf Blitzer nodding in absolutely, I'm sorry, orgasmic glee to the fact that this guy wants to do a national lockdown. Well, good luck with that. It's not constitutional. And I don't think, I think there's a good number of people that voted for goofball Biden that have no idea this was coming because they're low information and they're a slave to the media cold and they did not hear about any of Joe Biden's platforms that could be negative. He was shielded from these people. It was purely an orange man, orange man bad campaign. 
and that we were going to bring dignity to the White House, whatever the hell that means. He's already got a guy out there, this loose cannon who's a czar, right? The irony of, of that title right now, uh, after Trump was being <laughs> accused of being a Russian colluder, is now his enemy. His opponents are appointing czars before they're even elected. And you got this new COVID czar out there telling people, hey, we're going to lock down. He's not even hiding it. He's on the record. He's a globalist. And not only are we going to lock down, this clown's going to share our vaccine invested in by our taxpayer dollars from Pfizer. He's going to apply his globalism to that. And he's going to put pressure on the government to share it outside of the U.S. before we take care of our most vulnerable. That's garbage. But watch it play out. They're not hiding it. This isn't secret. He got the job. He said, mask mandate nationally, national lockdowns coming. And of course, you've got blue states like New Jersey and New York already imposing lockdown-like uh, policies, curfews, shutting down businesses, right? I mean, these blue states are killing small businesses and they don't care because they want to impose their will and have more power. They love this. COVID put them in the driver's seat. You can see it in Mario Cuomo's eyes, in his goofball brother's eyes, who's on CNN, Chris Cuomo, you can see the power. They love it. They love the fact that they can tell people what to do with their lives because they have the fear leverage of COVID. It's, it's disgusting. They want to nationalize it now. They want to globalize it. They want to do it to everybody. They want it not just in New York, not just in LA, not just in New Jersey, but in all 50 states. It would make no sense in Alaska. They do it there anyway. Because why? Well, we can't ask why. They're in charge and they know better. So don't forget that. Don't forget to be proud of what you believe and don't be afraid to be proud. Be aware of who the enemy is and where they are. They're everywhere. They're all over your social media. They're your neighbors. If you don't really know somebody, be careful. Because if this starts turning in Trump's direction, he starts winning in court, they're not going to go down scream. They're not going to go down lightly. They're going to go down screaming and they're coming for blood. They're going to start going through and combing your social media. They're going to look at text threads. They're going to go after your jobs. They're going to go after family members. There will be no mercy. I don't think we should show them any mercy, but in the most legal and above board way. We need to defeat them. And if this goes our way, I don't want just a small win. We need to bleed them. We need to win big. We need to win by 10 touchdowns. We need to make them think twice before they step on the field again. And the Democrat Party, after what they did with this election and after how they treated us for four years, the remains of the Democrat Party should be scorched earth. That party should be charred. The landscape should be black. And it should be a zombie apocalypse with only a few of these zombies wandering around, confused about where their party's going. And you'll see if this, if some of these accusations and these allegations begin to be verified in the eyes of the public, you're going to see some of these Democrats starting to build a bridge to be the remaining of the dead, to be the zombies that are still standing when Trump carpet bonds them. Because they know, although the Democrat Party will be all but destroyed, it will be a limping, destroyed ship, uh, you know, listless in the ocean. And being a captain of that uh, floating piece of trash is better than being a cat, you know, being destroyed or being nothing. So they'll take any power they can get. And you're going to see some of those people start angling uh, to be the Democrats that were being, you know, uh, unified in their message and being curious about curing voter fraud. They're going to try to cover their ass and, and get that message out. I, I have no prediction of who it will be, but we'll see it if, again, Trump starts winning in court. We're not going to let him. We're not taking prisoners in this. We're shooting the prisoners. If they want to surrender, that's fine. Remember the last four years? You know what? 
we're putting those zombies down too. There can't be any of them any of them remaining as far as a voice. That Democrat party needs to be restructured. It needs to be what it maybe was 50, 60, 70 years ago. I mean, it's there's it really no good past for them. And then you go far you go too far back and you got the Ku Klux Klan and you got slavery. So there's a tight window of decency for them to land on, but they're not going to do it with the likes of AOC and and others in the squad uh, leading the philosophy of that party and battling within and trying to destroy moderates like Joe Manchin. So let's get out of the way of that fight. Let them destroy each other while we carpet bomb them with this uh, election evidence that will stack up. Let's see what it is. Uh, keep the faith, and I will be back tomorrow, uh, for sure tomorrow evening, but possibly earlier with updates. If anything, uh, in you know, major in the news is released, I'll give you some um, some updates if I can, and give you some clarity. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, the email if you have any questions or want me to cover anything specific is eipnet one seven seven six at gmail dot com. That's eip as in Papa one seven seven six. I'm sorry. We'll start over again. EIP net. So EIPNET1776 at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we will see you soon.